0: That's it. Finally. I mean, I finally have the business idea I've been looking for. You guys probably don't understand why I'm so excited, but I've been trying to figure out what business to start. I've been wanting to start my own business for a while now. And I've been scribbling and scribbling and thinking outside the box and in it, but nothing was coming. I was looking for an idea which could resonate with me, which I believed could change the world. And finally, I have it. And maybe it won't change the world, but it will definitely change my world. But the only problem now is that, what should I do next? I mean, I have the idea, I'm confident in it, but how do I make this into a successful business? I mean, it's just an idea, and ideas are not worth that much, are they? Well... That's why I invited my guest for today, Utabo Moloi. That's because Utabo Moloi is an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur, and he specializes in helping entrepreneurs like myself, who know little to nothing about running their businesses, become better entrepreneurs. So, who better to tell me all about how I should turn this idea into a business than the man himself? And so, yeah, I invited him and we sat down and he talked to me about how I could turn this idea into a business. Now, he gave me some principles which I thought I should share with you guys. I mean, okay, (laughs) that was the intention either way. I mean, why would I just record my conversation with someone? (laughs) If you are also feeling the same way I'm feeling, you have an idea and you want to turn it into a business but don't know what to do next, then you better listen to this episode because it'll be very helpful to you. And so my question is to you, are you ready to be clueless? I mean, are you ready to be less clueless? No. Are you ready to be less clueless? Okay, no. Let me just stop this. Hit the intro. Clueless entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Clueless Entrepreneur brought to you by the A Podcast Network. My name is Nido Sana, and I am a Clueless Entrepreneur. I'm starting a business and I have no idea what to do. And if you can relate, then you are at the right place. Because this podcast is about helping you and I as Clueless Entrepreneurs to become better entrepreneurs and more successful entrepreneurs who are less clueless. So, my question for you is, are you ready to be less clueless? Many entrepreneurs who are listening to this or clueless entrepreneurs like myself have an idea that they would like to turn into a business but we don't know how to do that we don't know if to do that if this is a viable business so i'd like to ask you what makes an idea the ideal what makes it a viable business what what are some of the components of an idea which is worth turning into a business
1: no, that's a very good question. And I, I like the, the naming and branding of this platform, the clueless entrepreneur. The, the main thing is that you are always going to be clueless. As much as you grow in an experience and you learn a lot of things, it's that knowing that there's a lot that you don't know that makes a great entrepreneur and be able then to make ideas and turn those ideas into something viable. The main thing for me is that the market is always the go-to place to validate any idea, right? So the main thing is you can't sit in your room and think that you have a great idea and work on concept documents and develop in-depth business plans and then go to the market with something full and comprehensive and think that your business is going to work. The idea gets refined over time and gets refined by the marketplace, right? So, whatever idea it is, as early and as small as possible, I always say let the marketplace validate if you have something, right? Try it out on your friends and families, pitch it to your parents, pitch it to your teacher, speak to people, get a gauge make a prototype make samples get people to taste sell one or two things but get yourself out there as much as possible because ideation is a process but it's an iterative process. So, right, you come up with the idea, but for the idea to be refined and sound and be viable as a business, you need constant feedback from the marketplace. So a lot of the time, entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs feel like they have to come up with a perfect, complete idea and then go to market and make a lot of money. But it doesn't work like that. You have to come up with an idea and have a conviction, but be clueless and curious enough to want to learn. And the only way you can learn is by going to the marketplace and having the marketplace validate that. So there's a lot of literature around, you know, minimum viable audience and minimum viable products, which are very, very important, because that's the only way you can learn if you have a sound idea. And that's the only way you can take a sound idea and make it a great Bible business idea by... Allowing the marketplace to validate and teach you what works and what doesn't work,
0: and I guess that's a, a very important component. You know, you need to be humble enough to want to keep on learning about your product, learning about what the market really wants. And I guess it'll be really you know unfortunate for someone to plan, 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 and launch and do everything, but then to find that the market does not really respond to the product. Because if you had done that in the beginning, then that would have been you know some to avoid and perhaps something which we hear about is that your idea needs to be original so perhaps should your idea be original is it necessary for your idea to be original and maybe if it is or it's not how original should it be or how different should it be from what is already existing in the market
1: i think for me the more important thing is relevance more than originality I and a lot of people might disagree and argue with this I fundamentally believe there's not a lot that's new under the sun Mm -hmm. you know I just feel like there are very clever people who find more and more relevant ways to take existing concepts and ideas and make them practical solutions or turn them into viable businesses so I don't subscribe to the notion that you, know, you have to be inventive and come up with this creative, new, original idea that doesn't exist before. I just fundamentally feel like you have to be sensitive yeah. to what's happening around you. And there are things that are going to resonate with you, right? So there might be personal lived experiences that speak to you and you can then find ideas that already exist and find ways to make them relevant to your current experiences or things that resonate with you, right? So for example, in what I do, I also make content, right? Much like yourself. And I found platforms that were already existing, but at the same time, I knew what was relevant for me and relevant for people like me. And that's how I found my voice. In using existing platforms, existing ideas, but making them more relevant, you know, and the more relevant you are, the more you will grow, right? The more people will want to listen to you, the more they will subscribe to your channels, the more customers will want to buy from you and tell other people because they feel like you're speaking to where they are and speaking to their needs and their desires more than coming up with this original new idea that might not necessarily make sense for where they are. And at the same time, there is room for being pioneering, right? We are always gonna have people who come up with new things that change the landscape altogether. But I think for a lot of startup entrepreneurs who might not have the resources or capacity to really think in novel ways, there is still room for us to make a big impact by not necessarily being original, but by being relevant. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my take
0: relevance not originality I love that point and I, I guess it's it's very true because with with this podcast as well it's it's not the only or the first podcast about entrepreneurship but what I am doing is that I'm making it relevant for people like myself who are clueless entrepreneurs and I guess it rings very true and many big brands today they weren't the first people to do what they are doing right now, but they found ways to reinvent it or make it relevant to the time and to themselves. So what should one consider when actually starting a business? What are the things that you need to keep in mind when you are taking that leap of faith and actually starting your business?
1: It is a leap of faith and it requires a lot of courage, right? You, you have to be extremely brave and you have to back yourself. If you don't back yourself, then it's going to be very difficult for you to see this very difficult journey through, you know. So for me, the the, the starting point is look inward, right? Look, look at what makes you confident in yourself and in your abilities, and really hone into those strengths, and really hold tightly to those strengths, because the more you know yourself and know your capabilities and the more you back yourself is the more you're going to believe in your ability to turn ideas into viable businesses because it's a very lonely journey. A lot of the times entrepreneurs post on social media their wins, right? They, they will post when they're opening up stores, when their websites are launched, when they've got customers, but that's just a small fraction, of what this journey is about for you to get there there's a very long treacherous path where you are by yourself and knocking your head against proverbial walls and feeling like things are not happening and if you allow failures to define you then you're going to fall back and not be able to see it through but if you back yourself and know you're capable of seeing it through then you're going to lean into your strengths and allow that to pave a path for you to build the business. So for me, firstly, it's it's a a self-awareness thing. And then it's about really having empathy for not only your own desires, but the desires of others where you seek to make an impact in the marketplace, right? So you have to have the ability to understand what desires and needs you have that also other people might have. And I always say, don't do things that are very distant from yourself. It's very, very dangerous to try and build a business to create and meet desires that are very distant and far from yourself because you're not gonna have a real appreciation of what it takes or what it's gonna be required of you to really build a viable business, right? So look at things that resonate with you but also there is commonality around other people who might be similar to you who require the same solution or have similar desires. And allow them to tell you, like I said, be empathetic to the marketplace, be open to feedback. And the more feedback you get, the quicker you'll be able to pivot, the quicker you'll be able to move and change things that aren't working to things that are working. So you have to be brave And have the thick skin and tenacity to really be accepting of failure and sometimes public humiliation, right? So you have taken the brave step of starting the clueless entrepreneur. And it's very brave because this is a public platform, right? You don't know who's going to watch this. We don't know if five years from now, this is going to be a complete failure or not. But that's what entrepreneurship is. It's, it's about backing yourself and really being brave enough to fail publicly and allow the marketplace to validate that, yes, this is what people are looking for. Or no, you might need to tweak one or two things and then maybe find another thing that might work better, right? So if you're afraid of failing, then it's going to be difficult for you to start, grow and scale because failure is the thing that tells you that you're not on the right path you need to pivot or you might need to tweak one or two things but people are saying keep going but it's part and parcel of the game you need to fail so you need to fail often you need to fail quickly and get comfortable with things not going well get comfortable with rejection get comfortable with people telling you that this is not working so that you can lean into the things that are working so that would be my main things is one Internally, know yourself, know your strengths and back yourself and back those strengths Two, be deeply empathetic right about the marketplace and seek constant validation let people tell you what is and what isn't working and three be comfortable with failure be comfortable with rejection seek it quickly,
0: and let it be part and parcel of your journey. I really like the point that you learn from your failures because if you fail, then you know that that is not the way to go. You know you're going to, going the wrong place, and then you need to change something about it. And you said something about feedback. And many of us don't like to be told that our product sucks, you know. Uh, if I put out my podcast and someone tells me that it sucks, I'll, you know, I'll, I won't be happy. And sometimes we, we like to take that route of trying not to get feedback from people, you know, trying to get people who will tell us what we want to hear. Perhaps where can we go, you know, where, whereby we can get that proper honest feedback perhaps that we really need uh, when we are launching our businesses.
1: I think we live in quite an interesting time where you know there's tools and technologies that have given us access to people and markets in unprecedented ways. The internet has really created an open sea where we can dive in and get all kinds of insights. So one of the things that has helped me in my journey is content. I wanted first to learn how to create content and be generous with this content. Because, you know, what I learned in my corporate career is that for you to build brand equity, you know, people are not just going to come and support you, right? Once you're generous and you give and you give of yourself and you give of your insights, that's how you build brand equity. That's how you get the feedback. So I firstly started in in in, in YouTube, right? And I was... I was watching content. So I was consuming content that was empowering to me. And it helped me gain my confidence and helped me build my belief in myself. And I knew that as much as the content was useful, there were a lot of people who it didn't speak to, right, who needed it, but needed it in a different voice, in a different format. And I fundamentally believe that I could be that voice and I could start creating content myself that could help other people. And I knew that in creating content, I would start getting feedback around my strengths, my capabilities, how I think, how I reason, my ability to convey messages, all these things. I would start getting feedback and then be able then to channel that into building brands and building businesses. So the main thing for me, if you're going to be an entrepreneur in this day and age, find a platform to create content before you can sell, before you can launch a business, before you can ask people to support you give of yourself and give of your insight, share, document, you know, um, your failures and your successes, what you have learned, what you have tried, what you have seen from others. And back to the point of originality, the content that you put out there, you don't have to create it yourself. You can even curate it. You can even read books and share things that you have learned or that speak to you that other people might benefit from. But the more you share and the more people seeing you share, the easier it's going to be for those people to provide you feedback, to say, yo, this is amazing. You're onto something. Yo, Tabo, your video really helped me. And content creation then makes you brave enough to really now look for other insights and other opportunities that you can convert into businesses or that you can monetize into viable entities, right? And the content creation journey also teaches you about the platforms, right? So whether you're going to create a podcast, you start learning about SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube, and you start learning about Facebook, you start learning about Instagram, you start learning about LinkedIn, because you have to be able to build a network of people who are similar in thinking or understand what you're trying to do and can help you in your journey, but it has to be the right people that resonate with the content that you're creating in line with the business that you're trying to build, because it's very difficult to go walk up to strangers. And ask them what they think about you, right? But when you're generous with content and you start building those connections and relationships online, because of what you give, it becomes easier then for people to give you feedback. And even when you pivot into a business, it becomes easier then to get that insight in terms of, yes, we like this because this resonates with what we know about you based on the content that we've seen you create. So that for me is the key and the ultimate unlock. I would say, if you're considering being an entrepreneur, consider first being a content creator in whatever medium speaks to you, whether it's video, whether it's audio, whether it's writing posts or tweets or LinkedIn or sharing articles, but get into the habit of putting yourself out there, sharing and being generous and that will create room to get as much feedback as you need.
0: Mm. No, I, I I really do like that point. Create. Content and you do learn so much from creating content. For example with me I'm learning so much from you and other people as well who have great insights and get to have more opportunities I guess it's something which I hadn't looked at myself But it's something I am really starting to appreciate being a content creator is something which is really great And I I do recommend it as well to you who is listening at home That you need to start creating content if you want to go into business because it will really help you and and your business so uh, again looking at the business idea turning your business to, into an idea maybe how long you know you, you said something about getting feedback and all all that you know going to the market and things like that so how long should you work on your business idea before you actually turn it into a business how long is that pro- process is it a month two months three uh, a year and something like that there's there's
1: a duality that you need to have as uh, as an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur the duality is around ideation and bias for action right so ideation is the process of thinking thinking about problems thinking about desires and and trying to formulate relevance around that trying to come up with ideas that you think can fit so that is a very important process that one needs to undergo consistently, right? You need to find space and time for you to do nothing but just think, right? Think about the economic landscape. Think about, you know, the the, the numbers and, and the finances that would be required to turn this economic landscape into a business opportunity, right? Think about your ability, your strengths, and maybe what you don't have that you need to start getting and the people you need to start surrounding yourself around. So there is constant ideation, right? You, you never get to a point where you say, I've got an idea. I don't have to think about it anymore. I can just now act. You know, it, it, it's not that binary. The ideation process is continuous. Whether you've got an idea or not, even when you do have an idea and the market has validated, you constantly need to refine it. You constantly need to think it through. The other thing is a strong bias for action. You got to be Willing to get out the gates as quickly as possible. Mm. And getting out the gates might not necessarily mean going and buying stock and going to sell. It could just mean having conversations with people, saying, yo, listen, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is what I think can work. What are your thoughts? What are your suggestions? And getting yourself out there and coming out of your own head as quickly as possible, and having a bias for action will really enable you to see whether or not you've got a viable business idea or not, right? So the ideation process is not something that I would say lock yourself in a room first and spend hours thinking of idea and then go out. I would say try and find a way to do both simultaneously, right? It's a duality. Try and find a way while you are thinking of an idea to have conversations, to write it down and share it, to go to competitive landscapes and see how other competitors are doing what you have in mind or something similar. But the more you ideate while simultaneously acting on those ideas, the quicker and easier it becomes to turn those ideas into a business. And different things work for different people in terms of the ideation process. You know, for me, writing things down works. I love writing, right? So I love writing blogs. I love writing scripts. I love writing ideas. So even when I'm ideating and brainstorming, whether it's with myself or with my team, we write things down, right? And those can then turn into content ideas that we put out there, or they can turn into questionnaires that we send out to prospective clients, or they can turn into business potential ideas that we want to test out quickly but we're always ideating and simultaneously looking for opportunities to quickly test and validate the ideas that we come up with so I would say that would be the formula and there's not going to be an it's not an exact science so there's no step by step to say this is how you ideate this is how you come up with ideas because different things work for different people you know so there's a level of self-awareness that you need to have maybe for you it's not writing things down maybe it's recording you know you take out your phone and you record yourself speaking and speaking ideas and and seeing whether what you're saying makes sense in your head, and then sharing that with someone who's close to you to say, yo, this is what I recorded. Or if you're brave enough, going out and and testing it out in the marketplace and and buying something or or selling something or selling ideas. Um, But the more you ideate and act on those ideas simultaneously, the quicker then it becomes to turn those ideas into viable businesses. But don't get stuck in your head. Don't get locked up in your room spending hours putting together business plans without simultaneously going out there, speaking to prospective clients, speaking to competitors, speaking to suppliers, putting content out there and validating your ideas to see whether or not there is a business here or not
0: ideation plus a biased for action i love that formula and i guess it is a winning formula because some of us you know think we have to be perfect before we go out to market before we turn our ideas into a business so i I do really like that you refine your idea constantly uh, but you also go out and act upon it talk to people and get feedback as we have been talking about and perhaps what are some of the red flags that are there that should warn us that maybe this idea that we have is not maybe the most viable one. What are some of the things that should warn us about that?
1: Some of the red flags for me has, has been my own ego. Whenever I, I get upset that people aren't supporting my business, you know, whenever I get angry that my friends are not sharing my platforms, whatever, for me, that is a red flag to say, actually, why am I doing this? right? Am I doing it for selfish reasons because I need self-affirmation? Or do I believe that actually there's a real need for what I'm doing? So whenever you take things personally and rejection becomes about you and what you're doing and not about the generosity you want to bring to the marketplace and solutions that you want to meet or desires that you want to cater for, that's the first red flag. Because if your ego gets in the way of what you're doing, you're not going to have an empathy for what the marketplace is telling you. So the biggest thing for entrepreneurship, you know, as what I see as red flags is is if you can't get your ego out the way, then you're going to get stuck in your own idea and stuck in your own head. And you're not going to be able to listen to what other people are telling you because listening is key. Listening is incredibly important. And you're not always going to hear what you want to hear, but you need to be open to that. The other thing is you also need to listen to yourself. So listen to others, but also listen to yourself and be quick to know what speaks to you, what makes you come alive and what doesn't, right? There are certain ideas that look lucrative from a distance, but innately might not be a fit with your personality, with your own capabilities or your own desires. So don't go chasing after money without really finding something that speaks to your heart, your belief, your values, your capabilities, right? And that becomes the other red flag. If you're just doing things for money, if you're saying, hey, people are chasing cryptocurrencies and forex and investments, I think I should do that. And you don't really have a a self-awareness to understand that these industries and what they require really fits with my personality and the type of person I am. If you don't have that, then that's another red flag because it's going to be a struggle and you more than likely are going to fail. If you're going to be clueless, you have to be curious, right? So you have to understand that I'm clueless about myself and about the marketplace. Therefore, I need to try out different things until I find what works for me and not just be obsessed by making a lot of money as quickly as possible, but be obsessed by finding a relevant fit that I feel like resonates with my values and my beliefs. And I would say the other thing is if you're not open to learning and learning from others, you know, it's, it's, it's wise to learn from your mistakes, but it's even wiser to learn from the mistakes of others. If you feel like you know it all and you are speaking like you know it all and you're not open to learning, then that's the other red flag, right? Great entrepreneurs are great learners and you have to be comfortable with not knowing with being clueless. You have to be comfortable with that. And it's a a difficult thing, all right? Because as an entrepreneur, as you grow and you build in your business, you're gonna hire people. You're gonna bring people around you and you're gonna have teams of people who rely on your leadership. And a lot of the time we want to lead from a base of knowledge. And that's a dangerous place to lead from because your knowledge is very limited. You have to lead from a place of curiosity because then you give space for other people to bring in ideas and share what they know that can refine your business, right? So whenever you get stuck in your head, and you're not open to learning, and you don't have that intellectual humility, that even when you've been making podcasts and videos for years, you're still open to learning about angles and cameras and different types of lenses and different types of microphones you never get to a space where you feel like i know it and i don't need to consume more knowledge so that would be my three red flags is is ego it's this chasing for money without finding fit with your own desires personalities and values and thirdly it's this knowing and thinking that you know it all and not being open to learning and understanding that you're actually more clueless than you'd like to admit and you need mm-hmm. to be more curious so that would be my red flags
0: <laughs> i really like that quote that you you said that if you're going to be clueless then you have to be curious i think this was a perfect you know, start to this podcast you know you've been emphasizing the need for one to be curious you know to to be comfortable with cluelessness in order for you to be curious so that you can know more and, and everything you said has been so insightful, and perhaps what are some of the initial steps that we have to take when we are actually turning that idea into a business you did mention getting feedback and all that. But what are some of the other things perhaps that you want to mention there?
1: You you have to take yourself very seriously, you know, as a business. If you're going to start, you have to be clear that you are going to build something that you want people to really support in a big way, right? And people don't support flimsy people that don't have conviction around what they're doing. so you have to take yourself seriously and start being professional in what you do and how you approach things right so research you know logos and research how to come up with a great name that's easy to pronounce and resonate with your business and when you do the research and you start doing those things and start taking your business seriously and looking for ways to make it professional you'll find yourself you know moving more quickly and getting the support that you need because people can see the conviction, right? So um, I would say one, find a way to really professionalize things as much as possible. And there are many free resources out there. The internet is your friend. Get comfortable with the internet. You know, people may watch my videos on, on my YouTube channel and feel like, yo, this guy, either he's got a great team, like a massive team, Or he's like studied film and understands all these things. And to be honest, I don't. (laughs) I don't have a massive team. Most of the time, the team is me, right? I'm the one setting up the camera, setting up the sound, setting up the lighting. I'm the one in the edit room doing the color grading, doing the cuts, doing the sequencing. And I learned that from the University of YouTube, from the University of Google. Spending time learning and finding means and ways to really find opportunities to perfect my capabilities and test out what i've learned and the other thing is it's not expensive to start i mean it 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 it, it might cost you time but it doesn't necessarily need to cost you money right so there are many free resources available online there's platforms like canva where you can develop a logo that looks professional where you can start putting together templates for your presentations and business proposals, even for your Facebook posts that really elevate your business to the next level. So I would say research and find free resources that you can use to make your business professional. The other thing is build networks. Any entrepreneur or anyone who's thinking to start in this journey, I would say LinkedIn is a great platform because you're going to find people who are, either on a similar journey as you or who might be two or three steps ahead who when you reach out are then able to help you in your journey if you're going to be an entrepreneur you have to be brave enough to reach out like Lindo reached out to me and said yo fam putting together this platform the clueless entrepreneur would like you to be a guest would like you to be the first guest would you be and I could have said no and Lindo could have kept it moving But the fact that Ulindo was brave enough to reach out is what you need to do as an entrepreneur listening to this, right? You need to find people who you think either, right, can help you in your journey, or at least provide you insights that can help in your journey. People that are not only walking the journey, but are maybe a couple of steps ahead whom you can learn from. So you also in the same light, find people who are close to you or who you think have a similar way of thinking, who are walking the journey and reach out to them. And you don't have to know everything starting out. I like what Steve Jobs said in his commencement speech at Stanford University. He said, you know, the dots don't connect looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. So you also have to trust in the process. You never know what's going to happen when you reach out to people. Even when I started and I started putting out content and I started reaching out people and people started sharing that when you started building a business, I had no idea. I knew I wanted to do this, but I wasn't clear exactly on how it's going to look like. And that's the one thing that you need to be comfortable with. You need to reach out and understand that what you have in your idea, maybe in your head, maybe completely different to how it lands and practicality in the marketplace. But the more you reach out to people, the more you connect with different people, the more that network enables you to go to the next level and go to the next step. So that'll be my main thing is research, right? Spend hours, right? Going to an internet cafe on your phone, researching, watching YouTube videos to really feed this desire and feed this passion to want to do something and to want to learn and be professional from the very beginning. And then three, get on LinkedIn, right? Put together a profile for yourself, and a profile for your business, if you've started already, and start reaching out to people, start connecting with people who you feel can add value to your journey, and who you feel you can learn from. And don't be afraid to reach out. The worst and best thing that can happen to you is them saying no. That's the worst thing. They can just say no. And it's the best thing, because you learn from that. You accept rejection, and you just keep it moving.
0: Like if I didn't reach out to you, then you wouldn't be here sharing all of these amazing insights, so people, please go and reach out to people so that you can learn and so that you can yeah get your product out there and uh yeah, so that people can know more about you and i I do like all your points. I learned everything that I know as little as it is from YouTube from the internet, and you know, I use Canva as well for my logo uh for my logos and things like that everything you've said, you know, I've kind of applied, you know, and I know that it does work. And I hope that other people who are listening to this will apply and I'll continue applying them as well because this is a winning formula. And perhaps, you know, everyone else who's listening here wants to know how can we reach you? Do you have any call to action right now at this point?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I try to be on as many social media platforms as possible. Uh, But if you are an entrepreneur and, you know, you want to get, you know, videos and resources that I put together that I feel can help, uh, please check out my YouTube channel, Tabo Molloy Productions. So if you go on YouTube and you just search Tabo Molloy or Tabo Molloy Productions, I'm, you know, the first, you know, person that pops up. You'll see my picture. I'm I'm wearing a suit and tie. Um, So just subscribe there. Check out the content. Um, I also am available on LinkedIn. So you're more than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am Tabo Molloy. I have a Facebook page. Uh, I am Tabo Molloy. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I am Tabo Molloy. Um, I do have a website, um, which I'll share to, with, with Lindo And if you, you know, watching this on, on YouTube, wherever it will be in, in, in the description and show notes, uh, but it's, uh, business.epoz z a so it's not www it's business dot and on there there is a blog and with with articles that i've written and shared um, i've also got a free ebook um, around entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial thinking uh, that i've written that it's really available for free so you can share your email address and that will get sent to you via pdf but yeah if you want to learn if you want to ask questions if you want to connect i'm more than happy always available always keen to grow my network of other
0: clueless entrepreneurs like yourself who want to learn so please reach out and let's get in touch reach out reach out reach out to tabo Molloy every link will be down in the show notes below so that you can also learn from tabo Molloy just like i've learned today thank you very much mr tabo Molloy for joining me for the very first episode of the clueless entrepreneur and to you who's listening Thank you very much for coming for the very first episode. More is coming. And I thank you very much for joining me for today's episode. And as Tavo Malori said, that if you're going to be clueless, then you better be curious. So that's it from me. Goodbye and God bless. See you next time. So, if you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a 5-star rating and a review. And please tell us which topics you'd like to hear about on this show. And we'll also like to hear from you as well. So, send us a voice note using our website, which is linked down below. And tell us what your name is, where you're listening from, and what you like about the show, and what topics you would like covered. And who knows, maybe we'll hear your voice in the next episode. And so, that's it from me, Lido Simson, a.k.a. The Dando Man, The Clueless Entrepreneur, and every other nickname I've been given. See you next time, same time, same place. This is The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Lemsane Podcast Network.